Welcome back to the PO3 Podcast. My name is Marcus Marks. Um, today's a little bit different. I haven't put the vlog out yet discussing where I'm going with this channel. And um, as you guys know, my partner Victor Jr., well, my ex-podcast partner, had to move away, you know. Uh, he was dealing with stuff. And you know what? I think personally he made the right move. And even though the podcast between us came to a halt, I feel like it was for the better, you know. And if he's doing better because of it, then I'm all for that. But I really didn't like doing them by myself at all. There's just only so so many times I could sit here and tell you guys that I'm depressed <laughs> over and over and over before it becomes repetitive and you guys get desensitized to it. That's why I like having a partner to talk to because there's dialogue there. Sometimes that person might spark interest or spark certain thoughts in me that wouldn't be provoked if I was just talking by myself. You know, sometimes I need that devil's advocate, you know, and that third person point of view, which you don't get when you're by yourself. <laughs> um, it was hard for me, man. I, it really was. It was hard to do it by myself. And I was really unmotivated to do it by myself because I knew that a huge dynamic was missing. And I never really thought that I'd be able to fill that void again. And honestly, it was because I just didn't put forth the effort to post about it. I posted, I finally grew the balls to reveal my podcast on my regular music channel where everyone knows me, like my acquaintances and stuff. I hadn't done that prior. I kind of wanted it just to be my own thing. And I was a little embarrassed, to be honest, to post my mental health issues to the world because this is a public platform. And honestly, I was scared to do it. That's why I just left that channel alone or that Instagram page. But I, re I wanted to partner so bad and I, I, I really wanted to keep doing this. This is a passion of mine. And I said, fuck it. So I posted something saying, hey, look, I need another partner to fill in for my, PO my podcast, you know, the PO3 podcast. And uh, I got a couple people hitting me up, but nothing was… It didn't seem right. And then out of the blue, I get a message. I'm like, what is this motherfucker doing, you know? Messaging me. Who is this guy? Last person on earth I thought that would want to do a podcast. Not because he doesn't go through his shit. Or because… Fucked it up. I'll have to cut that out. Uh, damn, dude. <laughs> fucking timing. She wasn't supposed to come home. I'll continue where, where I left off. <laughs> Just, uh, this has never happened, I'll tell you that. That's yeah, right. <sighs> Overcome adversity, brother. <laughs> it's okay. Oh, but you're about to leave, though, huh? Anyway, um, sorry for, I, I lost my train of thought a little bit. Hit you up out of the balloon. Oh, oh yeah. So not because I didn't think that he was qualified. It was nothing like that. It's just I didn't feel like, I maybe felt like he felt the way I felt about posting it to Instagram. You know, I didn't think that he had any interest in it. But if there was one person in the world who can hold a conversation about pretty much anything, it's this dude right here. <laughs> and... This guy I've known for a very long time. And uh, we started… I don't, I don't even remember how I met. I know from baseball mm -hmm. uh, when I was very young. Shut up. 
<laughs> I'm bringing you in, brother. <laughs> um, from baseball. And uh, I remember him telling me, he didn't even like me when we first started playing baseball in the beginning. But the more we like grew to like hang out with each other and stuff, we just started vibing, we clicked. And we would often find ourselves having conversations in depth about just the most random shit. And uh, he's been a really, really good friend to me. And uh, I, I hope that I could say the same for myself. That, you know, I've been a good friend to him. And um, so, without further ado, I found myself another podcast partner by uh, some divine miracle. The Lord or whoever. The, the creator. The, I don't know. The Alpha, the Omega. Threw me a bone. And you know what? Uh, I couldn't be happier. So, uh, I now introduce to you my new podcast partner. And I couldn't be happier. Jonathan Tovar. <laughs> What's going on, man? What's going on, brother? <laughs> well, that's quite the introduction. Uh, hey, I winged it, bro. I didn't even... <laughs> well, I didn't write nothing. <clears throat> I thought to... Speak from the heart. To touch on something you said about not liking you in the beginning. I don't recall that. I'm not saying oh, you told me that. I'm not, I'm, not saying, I'm not saying it didn't happen. I'm not saying it was true. I just don't recall. But uh, it's all good, though. I, I feel like it's dope. That, like, <laughs> you know, like, that shit happens all the time. You're like, I didn't like that kid before. But then it's like you get to know somebody. And the dynamics mm -hmm. of that relationship and your perception of that person completely changes. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, I don't know, man. I just… I, I'm glad that you hit me up and wanted to do this with me. Because, like I said, if anybody is capable of holding a conversation down for X amount of time… Which I usually do these for an hour. But if they happen to go past that, then mm -hmm. whatever, you know. It's really all about the vibe. But no, I don't know anybody better than you to do that with. Well, this is my first time doing something like this, so it's uh, a, a bit foreign. So you've uh, mentioned to me that you wanted to do something like this. Yeah. It, um, I mean, it was just a thought, honestly. It was nothing that was ever, you know, I scratched down on paper and put down, okay, I got a day one this, day two that. But it was something that just, it, it piqued my interest. You know, I watch a lot of podcasts, and it always seems a really good dialogue. Uh, as long as the, you know, the two parties… Uh, have the ability to um, hold a conversation, right? Yeah, exactly. So what yeah. what piqued your interest about like podcasting in general? Like, what was it that caught your eye? Was it a, po a certain podcast in particular, or was it just the fact that I feel like maybe you're kind of passionate about just life in general, certain things uh, about conversation, right? I feel like you are. Uh, yeah. Um, it's it's kind of weird when it comes to well, to answer your first question, uh, I'm pretty sure for most of you out there. Uh, familiar with Joe Rogan's podcast. Of course. Yeah, that's uh, what, that's know, the reason I'm here. It's like, you know, the pinnacle of mm -hmm. all this, this stuff. Uh, you know, it's just, there was really good conversations and I like how he has a vast array of, you know, different um, people he interviews, whether they're MMA fighters to astrophysicists and, you know, uh, mathematicians, you name it, you know. And so it was really intriguing um, to go to, talk, to touch on your... Uh, Thing of talking about life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I think that's true for everybody. Um, but not everybody can, like, convey that to somebody and speak on it. Well, I, I think what it comes down to is being able to come out of your shell, you know, and kind of talk from a, uh, a personal perspective. You know, people always try talking in, um, like, hypothetical situations. They really don't want to get themselves, you know, too involved and divulge too much information. And I don't have an issue doing that. And what's kind of weird is, like, usually people that I just meet 
open up to me and tell me someone like their deepest, you just have darkest that, are you just like non threatening? I, I guess, you know, um, I guess the sense like, I think most people want to get their their story out or get, you know. Well, here's what I think sets you apart from other people. And this is just my personal opinion. And I've always said this. Uh, your ability to retain information is fucking insane. And all of our friends say that. For whatever reason, you just can, he can speak on numerous topics. I can just go, like, you know how they say there's like people that know a little bit about a lot. Well, he knows a lot about a lot. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I feel like he does. He just doesn't give he he retains the information so well. And uh when we get to talking, it's just like I I I'm usually the chatterbox, you know what I mean? I usually fucking go on and keep talking and they usually gotta shut me up. But usually with him and I, he's the one where I'm just like, All right, man. <laughs> like you got me already. Like <laughs> Shut up. So talking, you know. Not even that. It's just like I don't I can't keep up with you sometimes. Well, you know, it's uh, that's been something that's been a part of me since you know, I was a kid. Uh, I was always that kid that, dude, you never stop talking. Shut up, you know. And uh, I guess it's never changed, you know, going growing up and going through uh, puberty and becoming a teenager and then ultimately becoming an adult. Um, eh, for better or for worse, I'm, you know, it's never a dull moment. You know, I'll, I can chop it up with pretty much anybody as long as… Oh, yeah, never a dull moment. Speaking of that, uh, pretty much like all the shit that I've talked about previously on this podcast that had to do with friends and stuff this guy could pretty much verify it you know and validate some of my stories you know what i mean like uh for example um when i would just disappear from parties oh dude <laughs> that's I not mean, a joke i'm plenty telling of you times you'd be like hey where's mark and we all he walked to the front like great he's gone sure enough you go out front car's gone you yeah know? yeah it's and like that leaving smoke where your tires were dude, like you were out <laughs> <laughs> see you know? yeah i wasn't fucking around when i said that like it was a really deep insecurity that I had for whatever reason. I don't know where it stemmed from. It's just always been with me my whole life. And me being terrified to just tell people, like, goodbye. Because I didn't think they gave a fuck. I was just like, well, let me use this opportunity where they're going to do keg stands or whatever, doing shots to sneak out, you know. And uh, well, well, you know, I mean, these probably your own internal demons. Yeah, it you is. You know, because uh, no one you know, feels that way. Like, we're always mad when you leave and just, just, just like, you don't even tell us bye, bro? Like, what the, what the hell's going on? <laughs> you know? Yeah, see, it was... And it, so, uh, yeah, man. You know, hopefully you're able to work your way through that stuff because I, I, you are a well-received individual. You know, you do bring a certain type of energy to the uh, to the environment, man. You know, you're funny. You know, and then, like, I like it because, you know, you and I will just, you know, pair off and go into these little... In the corner, yeah, little discussions, or we'll ha we'll have some laughs, and but uh, we usually have some really good conversation, you know. So that that's always been like the the part of our relationship that I valued the most, and the reason why I loved going out on the times that I did was because I knew you guys were going to be there, you in particular. Um, but I knew at some point in the night that it, we were going to end up in a conversation about something, and then somebody else would jump in, like Jake or somebody, and then. Next thing you know, we're just like two hours into a conversation or something like that. And that that's for me, that's like really what I value in, in people is like, can we relate to each other, hold a conversation and vibe out, you know? Yeah, you know, and I think that's why podcasts today are like a hot commodity right now. You know, a lot of people like this, you know, and I think podcasts give people the ability to, I mean, even, even if they're not on the podcast itself, but hearing people talk about their issues and they realize like, hey, like I'm going through that same thing. You know, I've had these same thoughts. Yeah. And for me, though, like I can't really like, I can't tell you how 
awesome this is to be doing it. Not just in general. Like, I'm stoked just to have a podcast and have all this gear. And it's… I love it. Yeah, it's but, really nice. <laughs> but I… It just like… It's like the the fucking… What, what is that stupid saying? The, the cherry on top, bro. The fact that I get to do this with somebody that I've always vibed so well with. You know what I mean? It's well, like… I, I, I couldn't think of a more perfect fit. Honestly. That's why like when you hit me up, I was like… I fucking hope you… Like I hope you… I really hope that he… Uh, Find some joy out of this so we can continue doing it, you know. I know we have our different schedules and stuff. And mm-hmm. you're, you, you, you work really hard and I, I don't really work. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> but… Well, hard. That's up for discussion. Yeah, <laughs> okay, yeah. See, yeah. See, you're like, bro, I'm, I fucking just… I don't even want to divulge this, you know. Uh, yeah, let's, let's not do that for all you out there. <laughs> yeah, I'm uh, not. Uh, he works hard. Just put it that way. <laughs> I work long. I work long. That's for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I haven't worked in a long time. But that's another whole… Topic to get into and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, dude. I, it's like… Honestly, bro. I feel like I've uh, been given an opportunity here to do something great. And and with Victor Jr., it was… This, I felt the same way. But it, um, it kind of hits… It does hit different. That's no disrespect to anybody. But I know, I've known you for a very long time. Yeah, it's been… Better part of a decade, man. Going a decade and a half. You mm-hmm. know, it was Babe Ruth the Yankees, right? Yeah, and man. So um, I was, what, we were like 14, 15 years old. Yeah, we were old, we know? were youngins, man. And just so you guys know, like I, when I tell you, like I've been going through the shit that I've been going through for a long time. Can you give them my nickname in high school? <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> uh, depressing Mark or DM. <laughs> DM, bro. Like I was way on the DMs way before you guys. You know what I mean? But yeah, I mean it, it's true, man. There have been times where like he would just come outside and I'd be parked outside of your guys' house and I'd just be crying in the truck and he'd be like. What the fuck is wrong with you? You know what I mean? And I just be going through my shit, man. I mean, yeah, you were going through some stuff and that, you know, shit that, that I look back on now, like yeah, circumstantially, it, sometimes it wasn't a big deal. We're youngins. Exactly. We blow shit out of proportion. But a lot of that shit was just because I was clinically depressed a lot of the time, you know, and were I didn't you, know what was going on. Were you diagnosed at that point or do it was just Yeah, I yeah, was. I already okay. was. I just didn't tell anybody. Um, I didn't I didn't want to fuck up people's vibes even though sometimes it was out of my control you know what I mean because there was a point in time where you guys kind of told me like yo it's like we love being around you but it's like but you're so fucking depressed all the time and it's mm-hmm. fucking it's not not verbatim but yeah, yeah, the yeah. general message was like dude like it's killing the vibe you know what I mean <laughs> but that's how it is bro and you know what though I mean again I think that comes with uh, adolescence you know what I'm saying like just we're, we're yeah because, like, you know, to, we're legit psychos. Well, well, I mean, I guess I'm trying to defend my honor and those of us that said those things, but it's like, uh, we didn't know about that kind of stuff, you know. I didn't, I, I have other people in my life that 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 have the uh depression, and you know, I looked into how to to help people, you know, that are in your life, loved ones, and um. Now, knowing what I know, it's like, damn, that was the, probably one of the worst things that we could have done is say stuff like that. You know, you, you want to tell people, like, let's say, for instance, the things that you were, you know, the, you had like a direct causal effect on me. You know, like, you were being just rude, you know, um, mean, vindictive. And, and this is like in that. general, right? Anybody. Yeah, it's in general. Yeah, then I'm supposed to bring those up to your attention so that way you know the things that you're saying, even though you're in that depressed state. And you know what? It's unacceptable behavior. But I also have to realize that it's not necessarily you that's talking. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, it's, 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 it's somebody else and at so, that point. So but that's it, very hard to understand as a young kid. 
Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's why we, you know, weren't the best of people. Or, I'm just you know. analyzing it. I just started analyzing myself a couple of years ago, and it's still very confusing to me. Mm-hmm. And I know what's going on, and I've been diagnosed on numerous occasions. So the fact that you had that, you know, that type of intellect to notice that back then is pretty impressive because a lot of people just kind of in one ear, out the other, or he's just that way because he's that way, mm-hmm. you know, and that's often what I thought of myself. But, um, I mean, do you… Do you deal with stuff like that yourself or? Uh, I mean, I think we all go through a, a de- depressed moments. You know, I don't think that I suffer from depression, at least based off the symptoms. I don't think I I mirror any of them. I, I, there's, you know, days when <clears throat> something in particular will bring my mood down, but it's just not like I wake up one day and, you know, it's, you know, uh, it's dark and gloomy outside for me, you know. Um, so I would say I'm rather fortunate because there is a lot of people out there that do suffer from depression and that do go undiagnosed, you know. And um, I, I really think seeking help is beneficial. Uh, for some people, it's embarrassing. Uh, it, it's a very know? hard step to take just um, to, to come out and say that, especially if you're around a bunch of dudes, mm-hmm. you know, because you don't want to be that guy. Of course. You know, but it, I mean… I want to say males. No, women suffer from uh, depression more than men. But I think so, yeah. Uh, but yeah, there is going to be that stigma that's attached to it. You know, like, oh, he's, you know, like, we're men. You know, everyone wants to be the alpha male. That's you know? why I created this podcast was to, to flip stigma on his fucking back. You know, to flip it upside down, you know. And that's why I came up with the acronym for stigma. So that I give my all. That's why I was doing these challenges, you know. So I came up with this acronym for stigma. I came up with a few of them. Um, one of them was slowly this illness guided me along. So throughout over time, you know, even though I have this illness and it beats me the fuck up and it beats me down and I want to quit, eventually it calibrated my compass and put me on a path where I know I need to go. It kind of forced me to find my way. And the other one was so that I give my all. So all I have to do is think about all those stigmas on mental illness to drive me so that I give my all. You know what I mean? But stigma is a huge part of it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's just it's kind of like uh, like a, like an actual like a me- like a physical medical condition. Yeah. You know, no one wants to have a physical you know uh, mental condition. And one of the guys that I follow, which who also I got from Joe Rogan's podcast, uh, Doctor Jordan B. Peterson, constantly talks about how mental health. He's a clinical psychologist, by the way. So yeah, it's a great. He, so he knows what he's talking about. Um, if you haven't already heard of who he is. Is that his book right there? Uh, yeah, I actually got both of us. Uh, both his books here. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, pull them up. So, great explain this right book. Here. Uh, so I'm only about, as you can see through the bookmark right here. Are you actually well, reading it, reading it, or audiobook? No, reading, reading it. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, so it's basically to, uh, the title of the book, you know, Two Rules for Life and I Don't to Chaos. Uh, it's basically his little 12. He says he has a lot more, like 50-some rules, but he tried to narrow it down for, you know, keeping people <laughs> entertained. Uh, 12 rules for life so to get I, you through. Can yeah, I go. read those rules? Yeah, uh, go ahead, man. He was showing me beforehand, but I wanted to read these on, on the podcast. Okay, the last couple don't make any sense, and you have to read the book to get the content. So I'll give you my real in-time feedback. Uh, so rule number one, stand up straight with your shoulders back. So he talks about, because, you know, I'm, I'm through the book, and he talks about for this one, basically, to, like, have a stand up straight, you know, it's like a, a position for ready engagement, you know, but it's not, like, in a physical conversation way, but it's ready to take on. Just in general, take, stand take, up yeah, straight. Take on life, take on your day, take on your challenges. So it's more know? of a mentality, but exactly. also reflects yeah. your physical. Mm-hmm. 
Um, rule number two, treat yourself like someone you are responsible for helping. And I think that's a big one. Um, it is a big one. Because I, I believe in the book, he mentions, you know, people will often like, their dog gets sick and they take their dog as soon as the dog has, and I'm, I'm guilty of it myself. You know, my dog, you know, wasn't eating like one day and I was like, okay, he's got to go to the vet. Something's wrong with him, you know? But yet as people, we see things, we encounter things throughout our day or life. Ah, it's not that big of a deal, you know? And, uh, and we neglect it, you know? And then it's just true for mental health, you know, a, a big one, you know, people have these issues and don't. So it's just kind of like, Hey, like, like your pet or like, you're like a loved one, you know, you're, your girlfriend's sick. You're going to want to take her to the doctor, you know. And uh, people don't do that for themselves, you know. So I think it's a really, I think that's one of my favorite rules, honestly. Yeah, I mean, you got to treat yourself like you give a shit. Otherwise, you're going to let yourself go. And then you end up in a position where you regret not doing anything about it. And oftentimes, I've, I've told this to people on numerous occasions, like, and I hated being this person, but I would always tell people, like, one day you're going to be on your deathbed. And this was, I was like young saying this shit. Mm -hmm. One day you're going to be on your deathbed and you're going to wish that you, one, took care, took care of yourself more, told the people around you that how you really feel, you know what I mean? And did what you really wanted to do. You know what I mean? And I feel like that kind of lines up with that because it's like, if you don't give a shit, shit about yourself, how are you going to give a shit about anything else? You know what I mean? Because uh, people do neglect themselves first. They usually they are first to help others before yeah, themselves. Exactly, exactly. You know, and then… Only you know your battles. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I can sit here and I'm only going to get the information that you're willing to give to me, you know? So, I can only help you as far as with the information is, that you give to me. So, you know yourself. You know what help you need to go get and treat yourself. So, treat yourself like you're responsible for doing that, you know? I've always told myself that exact thing that you just said when I'm at the doctor's office. They're only going to diagnose me based off what I tell them. So if I tell them a bunch of made-up shit and I'm not being honest with myself, they're going to diagnose me as something that's completely wrong and then my treatment plan's off. Mm -hmm. You know, so you have to be 100% raw with yourself. So if you're not being honest with yourself and you know you're slipping up, um, then it's going gonna, it's gonna to affect you negatively. You know what I mean? In a lot of ways that you probably wouldn't notice until you actually start being honest with yourself. You know what I mean? Truth really is like the easiest way. So… Uh, rule number three, make friends with people who want the best for you. Huge. Um, I mean, monumental, Your man. surroundings. I mean, you know, you mentioned, uh, I don't know if it was at the beginning of the of the podcast or when we were talking before, you mentioned, um, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> like, oh, you want to read the rule again? Uh, no, 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 the rule. But it's surrounding yourself with like-minded people. You know what I'm saying? Like, if birds of a feather flock together. Yeah. You know, and so if people around you aren't doing stuff, then you're probably not doing stuff either. You know, if they're doing out their hoodlum stuff or just being in general bad people, you're likely going to be the same person that they are, you know? And I think attitude does reflect leadership, you know? And the same goes for surrounding yourself with the right crowd, you know? Because if you're hanging around with a bunch of losers, yeah, you're going to be inclined to do the activity that these individuals are doing just because it's monkey see, monkey do a lot of the times. Yeah, Especially when you're growing up. Yeah, and we're, well, community-oriented beings. You know yeah, we want to be so, part of something. Exactly, so… We're culty I, by nature, like, I feel like. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? In, in a lot of ways, yeah. Uh, but I feel like this that's a really good rule, man. You know, just… You got to be around like-minded people. And they want, you want people that want the best… They genuinely want the best for you. And not like to the sense where, like, you'll be like, Oh, man, like, today I was successful in doing X. And they'll be like, Oh, well… And they'll one-up you. You yeah. know, like, they're giving you that pat on the back, but they're also letting you know that they were, they did something a little bit better. A little know? secret uh, 
competition going on, you know? Yeah, you know, which, which I, could I think work in your benefit sometimes. Sometimes, but in I the think right circumstances. What he's going for, though, is just kind of be like, you know what? I'm super happy that you accomplished X, or, you know what I'm saying? And, and genuinely give you a pat on the back without also throwing out their, you know, their progress. You know what I'm saying? So, I, have you ever dealt with that yourself, like, throughout your life, noticing that you needed to change your environment? Like, the individuals that you were hanging around were probably not good for you? Um, in some ways, yes. In some ways, no. Um, like, so some of the, our close friends, you know, and I mean, this with no shade, and they understood it. It was just, they were out partying and stuff, and I got myself into law enforcement in 24. And so being around, you know, like that type of, you know, environment and activities necessarily wasn't the best for me, because if I would have got caught up, my job would be, you know, uh, up for grabs, so to speak. But, um... In our group of friends, they were real respectful, and they, you know, they understood. And They were functioning. I'll put it that way. Uh, yeah, you know. Which um, blew my mind. You know, well, I mean, it was just, it was, it was, they're having a good time. It was partying. You know, it wasn't like. And you know, it's, that's great, because they got out of the system. Yeah, you know, I mean, they're all doing rather yeah, they're, well. Yeah, they're all you know? doing good now. You know, so, I mean, I mean, really good, actually. You mm -hmm. know, when you, when you sit back and think about where everyone is now, you know. And, uh, yeah, I'm happy for everybody, you know. And I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm truly happy for all their success that they found and starting families and you know the whole thing. It's, but it's, I, but I feel like at one point in time though, you kind of did veer off into like the deep end a little bit, you know, maybe a little bit. Uh, me personally, with like yeah, just just certain people, you know what I mean. I don't even know who these individuals are, but like I remember you giving me stories of like you were out in L.A. or something like that, at, like a hotel, and then, like they were they were doing like drugs and shit and. This was a long time ago, too. This is when we were, like, in high school and shit. You know what I mean? Uh, but I remember you just telling me that. And I remember thinking personally, I was like, I feel like that's not who John is. You know what I, can I mean? Think of a couple, I could think of a situation like that, yeah. I just remember you being um, a little bit lost and, like, I recognized it. But there was nothing that I could have done to stop you. No, you, granted, I've never done anything like that. No, he it's hasn't. not for he camera's hasn't. sake, either. I mean, I, I can truly the only thing I've ever done was, you know, smoke some weed. I mean, who hasn't? Yeah. Um... That's where you and I related because I haven't either, mm -hmm. you know, and for a very, very serious reason. But I have my reasons and you and I are probably a couple of, you know, uh, we're very, like, there's not that many of us, you know, that really don't dab into that kind of shit. You know, honestly, man, I don't think I have any other reason other than being honestly scared. Yeah. To, to do that kind of stuff. That you was know? my. That was mine. And uh, it, you know, granted, it's illegal, and I didn't want to get caught up for some stuff was like that. And granted, it wasn't like we were running drugs where you'd bring a lot of attention to the. You what know, scared to, you about it, though? Honestly, man, just the, I guess the psychoactivity that goes along with that kind of stuff. You know, I mean, the first time I smoked weed, the I kind of, I kind of had a little bit of a panic attack, and uh, um, I didn't like it at first. You know, to be perfectly honest with you, it, it kind of scared me. And I was like, damn, there's just weed. What's what's all this other stuff going to do to me? You know, mm -hmm. you know? and it, it wasn't something I was willing to walk down the road and do. You know, so I, you know, I never did it. And never had any pressure from any one of our friends that they respected that. And I, I think that's true because, like, really, really worth mentioning. Yeah, they never did. No, because I was, was never like, peer pressured. It was like offered, like, hey, but it was never like, yeah, it's like to, if there's to be beers one in the of us, fridge, you have to do that. You're going to offer someone. Yeah, you know, exactly. But I'm not going to force you to drink. And so, uh, kudos to them. You know, they, they never once, you know, force fed me anything. It was all right, cool. You know, if you decide to. Yeah, I think uh, my perspective on that would have been a lot different if I was feeling like I was peer pressured because I was never 
down with that shit. Like, I was never afraid to be like, nah, dude, I'm good already. I told you. Mm-hmm. But I never got that from these guys, you know? Um, but the same shit happened for me, you know? I saw where, where playing with your ba- brain chemistry could get a little slippery, you know? And, and, and I paid dearly for it, you know? I wanted to… It was monkey see, monkey do. And I wanted to do it and there was nothing you were going to do to stop me. So it, it's my fault, you know? I was going to do it regardless. I'm just happy that it happened in the environment that it did. Mm-hmm. But it scared me off of it for a very, very long time. And still to this day, I know better, you know? But also, I know my personality. I have a very, very addictive personality. And I form habits very easy, you know? I think that's a, a big… Uh, a big thing for you to notice about yourself, you know? Because it's like… I would say it was a few years back that I kind of realized that I do have an addictive personality too. Oh, I know, bro. Remember your vape phase? I was, yeah. (laughs) You know, I went through. God, I spent so much money on those damn things. Bro, I would walk into his room and like when vaping first came out, like he bought one vape. I think you got. I think I think you got me into it. Honestly, I think I think 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 you're the first one that had it. I was like, this is dope. I did. I had the blue one, and it was yeah. To this day, I haven't had a flavor that tasted that good, and it was probably because it was the first time I tried it. The uh, watermelon one. Okay, so in Pismo. It was Gerber and all, all, a bunch of our friends and stuff. And I went with Sean. And your, your cousin, I don't want to mention names, but like, I don't know. Um, <laughs> like, this is. You just add a little beep or something like that. I could. I could bleep <laughs> it out. I, I know how to bleep it out. But um, yeah, so your cousin. And uh, we were out in Pismo. It was a good time. Somebody had brought like some vapes, which I had never seen before. And there were these pens, right? And I was like, what the fuck is that, dude? Because I was like smoking oh, cigarettes and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And. He was like, here, just try it. And I fucking inhaled it. And it was like, like you lost your virginity or some shit. It was like the most beautiful thing and the best, like most <laughs> flavorful. I was like, oh, I'm hooked. Like that was it for me. And I started vaping and I went and got this one vape. And it was like a pen. It was blue and it had this button at the bottom. And I'm bringing it over to your house. Yeah, I remember And that. we were having like a little kickback or something. Everybody was hitting it. And then I think that was it, bro. Yeah, I was sold, man. <clears throat> and then I got hooked on it, man. Then I was trying to get… You know, mods that were like limited edition and these you, Which you never used. Uh, One of which, yes, I never used one and of And you them. paid like 300 bucks for it, dude. Uh, no, I mean, granted, it was still a lot of money, but it was no 300. I think the most expensive, expensive vape that I bought, I still have to this day. It just looks cool, like the machine work on it and stuff. So I won't get rid of it, but I think it was like 104. I got it on sale because they weren't pushing it because for that reason, you know, it was expensive. So I bought it, never used it. I think, I think the re- actually the reason I never use it is C-Mac dropped it out of the box and it bent the the battery size like sleeve that it came in. Yeah. So I couldn't screw the uh the bottom cap to actually make it work on there. So that's why I never actually used the Heimdall. That's what it was. It was a black Heimdall. You're gonna laugh. But I gotta I gotta say it. Speaking of C Mac, it's one of our friends. If you guys are ever curious <laughs> if you have ever been curious as to why I'm missing my front tooth. <laughs> oh my God. I was at uh <sighs> What's his name's baby shower? And um Did you guys bring it up? Well yeah, because C Mac was there. Oh, okay. And uh you know, like my girl, she knows all the guys from high school and stuff like that, but she doesn't know any of the crazy stories. You know, I mean I tell her some of them, but you know, when you're I haven't seen the guys in a long time, you know, so it was a good way to see everybody and then the stories just started pouring out and then that one got brought up. Yeah. Yeah. So in case you didn't know, treat all guns, even if they're fake, as if they're loaded and real. 
Yeah, I don't have a front tooth because of it now. But honestly, uh, some of it was my fault. Cause no, was, I was the one behind the trigger. But so I pulled it. I literally pulled it into my mouth. <laughs> I remember the situation vividly. But again, I was. I hope the you guys don't man, chop so. that and make it something else. I mean, <laughs> but yeah, I pulled it into my mouth. Yeah, that's gonna be a meme for sure. I wanted it. <laughs> Not nah, I mean, if it is, it is. I don't give a shit. You know. I mean, hey, publicity in the mouth. But yeah, bro, there's so many fucking stories like that that we could dive into, and that's why again. I love having you here because of that, you know. Like our, it's just way different for me, bro. So I appreciate you being here. Um, I got a well, little, I appreciate being here. Thanks. That's dope, bro. I, I hope. I really hope that you like this experience. I, I mean, we're. I don't know how far into it we are, but thirty-two minutes. You know, and it's it's thirty-two minutes that felt like seriously four minutes. And then so, that's how it is, bro. And that's you know, why so it's, there's, it's been it's been great so far. <clears throat> that's why there's never enough, you know, memory card space, you know, because I could we could do this forever. Um, Going back to the the book, uh, yeah, <laughs> got to read a little bit. That, there. Well, all that came of compare yourself or surround yourself with people that you know you want to be, blah blah blah. So, um, was that number four? You, you left off on three. We're on four now. Okay, yeah. now we're on number four. Yeah, number three was make friends with people who want the best for you. That's how we got into that. So, number four, compare yourself to who you were yesterday, not to who someone else is today. Explain that one to me. So, because I'm a little dyslexic. <clears throat> so basically, what he's going on that one is people have a tendency to compare themselves to others, you know, and to track their progress through whether it be life or occupational um, development, you know, you name it. And so what he's saying is like, look, if you compare yourself to Bill Gates, you know, you in your mind might always seem like you're going to be a failure uh, or a rock star. You know what I'm saying? And so, or a famous musician or, you know, just name it. Anybody of that stature. Yeah, like that you're aiming to toward. And if you never attain that level, then you're going to feel like, oh, I didn't make it. I'm not, I'm not who I'm supposed to be. What he's saying is if you compare yourself to who yourself, compare yourself to who you were yesterday, you can track your progress going forward. And so you want to be a little bit better today than you were yesterday. It's like looking at a scale, man. Yeah, you know, and he's like, and what Peterson says in the book is great. It's like, you don't know what troubles these people are going through. Yeah, like, you know, money. <laughs> they have lots of these famous or, you know, really successful individuals. And it's like, yeah, money's not worried about money. It's a good problem to have. But you good. don't know. You don't One know last thing. You know, yeah, right? <laughs> or his gun. But, uh, yeah, just straight up, you know. But uh, <laughs> Told me we ain't got to worry about money no more. I said, good. <laughs> One, One last, last thing. thing. <laughs> Stupid motherfucker. Smart man. Dude. He's a very smart man. But, uh. Yeah, so I think that's great, man. You know, that way you can track your progress going forward. You don't sit there and, you know, have like a, a moment of self-loathing because you're not somebody else and you're not and living in their shoes. But again, you don't know what problems that they're dealing with, you know? I, I feel like in the right context and in the right circumstances, sometimes that will catapult you forward because it'll motivate you, but it's not something healthy to practice. I, I would, yeah, I wouldn't practice comparing yourself to other people to motivate yourself. Because exactly. a lot of people they feel themselves off of self-hate because I've done it for a long time. But what I've learned is it doesn't, it doesn't fix anything. It really doesn't. Once you start comparing you to you and the old you yesterday, now I can say, I don't want to say I'm better than anybody else, but I can say that I'm better than the guy yesterday, you know, or the exactly. guy last week. And that's the whole point of it. Yeah. You know, is it, it, I was literally just thinking about that yesterday. Yeah, because I mean, think of it, you know, maybe the self-hatred might be motivational or comparing yourself to others. Again, might give you a source of inspiration or motivation. It's like a Band-Aid for a very, very big wound, you know, and so you might stop some blood from coming out, but eventually you're going to bleed out, you know. Mm -hmm. 
And the good thing about this book, it's the title's 12 Rules for Life and an Antidote to Chaos. And it's a, talking wow. about how to deal with the chaos that life will inevitably bring to you. You know, like, look at Bill Gates. He's going to die. Goggins is kind of on the same page as that, too. Yeah, that was actually going to say you were talking about how, you know, motivation comes from within. You mentioned that for working out. I, I have the book. I've yet to read it. I have so. it over here. So if you want the hard copy. I got, I, no, I actually brought the book. Okay, I, book I finally here. went and bought the hard copy of it. This I'm literally on third time listening to it. I listen to it when I work out and stuff. And when I go to bed and stuff. It's a great fucking book, dude. Uh, yeah, but I remember one of the things you mentioned from the book was him saying he doesn't even use music when he works out because yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He, he truly believes that the motivation should be coming from within. Motivation is shit. Is because it dissipates. Yeah, so, well, I mean, okay. I, I can see that. What, what I'm getting at though is like, it should be coming from internal. It shouldn't be an external source of, you know, inspiration or motivation. It's like, it's like any workout supplement, mm-hmm. you know, or, or, or like this fucking Red Bull here. Eventually, this shit will wear off. And that's kind of the same thing as motivation. It's kind of bullshit. If you could just pull it from like, a from the bigger picture and just because you know you have to do it. It's like more of a willpower than a motivation. At least for me, you know what I mean? And how I interpret the book. But I think that you should get the audio version because there's a lot of shit in there that he breaks down between chapters and stuff. Yeah, I remember you mentioning that. Yeah, because the book doesn't outline that. It, um, it's just pictures and stuff, which is missing obviously in the audio book. But if you tie the two together, then you can just kind of compare it. But um, I think that's a huge thing, bro. Um, I've always been a proponent of that, like, Way back when, especially when I first started music, mm-hmm. what would I always ask you, bro? Just like, please be as honest as you possibly can with me. I don't <laughs> I care. St- I still remember the first time uh, I heard one of your your completed songs back when NFL was uh, the demo. Yeah, and you had to render it that same day, or you know, leave leave the computer on for days on end until you finish a project. But I remember coming home from work, and uh, you and Sean were at the computer. And she was like, hey, dude, we found this new dude on iTunes. You just got back from work or I literally huh? just got back from work, dude. And I was like, all right, cool. I had, I had, I had Taco Bell with me. Uh-huh. So I, I, go to the ta- I go to the table and I sit down. I was like, all right, play it. So it plays. And it, <laughs> it was bad. Very it was, bad. It was, bad. It was the first song. I just started learning how to Very produce bad. music. So it was the first time I ever structured any type of musical, anything together to, com- to technically call it a song. <laughs> yeah. I mean… To to give it some context, it was kind of like you gave a four year old a Casio keyboard, and they just started, <laughs> if anything, they'd be better, <laughs> right? And just started hitting all the keys at once. That's kind of what it was like. And so I remember asking Sean, I was like, "Dude, did you pay for this song? Like, could you get a refund? It's garbage." And she, like Sean starts, you know, not knowing that it was Mark's production, his hard work, <laughs> hours on him before I got days. there. Okay, days. And so Sean's hysterically laughing, and you're sitting there just super quiet. I'm just like. And then, so I kind of put two and two together. I was like, oh, shit. And he's, you know, he's been working on this damn computer for music stuff. And I was like, hey, Mark, is that your song? Like, yeah. No, it's good, bro. I need the constructive criticism. I need you to be. And you know what? Since that day, I have tried to emulate that as close as I can. Being tactful and tasteful, you know, without trying to squash you, you know. But um, from that day till now, I mean, it's unrecognizable i mean from uh, other than me personally knowing you yeah it, it's your music is unrecognizable you've come uh, extraordinarily long leaps way. and bounds bro. yeah and it's great stuff if you haven't heard it check it out i'm gonna post this on my music channel because i don't know if you guys believe me but i would always like preach like look the shit that you hear now was not naturally gift i was never ever naturally gifted if anything i was the opposite of that i was like he was like he put me in the negatives he's like how bad do you want this motherfucker like you're gonna work for it and i had to work for it bro uh, yeah you know I, but 
again, that just kind of goes to show you that, you know, hard work and dedication mm-hmm. can, can take you very far. You may not be the most talented or gifted individual in any one field, but if you put enough, you know, determination into it, you can succeed. And I would say that you have, because we do have some people in our group that are musically gifted and, uh, I'm thinking the same thing. And, you know, I don't feel that the same personal drive was there that you had. And I think if the drive was there, uh, everyone would know who this person is. Yeah. Yeah. That would be definitely radio time, you know, stuff like that. So, uh, if you if you're listening, hard work, dedication goes. And I've had this talk with him on numerous mm-hmm. occasions, bro. I always told him, please don't throw away what you have because I would kill to give to have what you have because I'm working twenty times harder just to kind of sound a little bit as good as your shit. You know what I mean? And still, it's missing. Yeah, I remember one day he was he came by and he got on there and dude, this like granted it was electronic music. It wasn't rap or hip hop at that particular point in time, but. Uh, dude, like the electronic stuff that he was coming out with was like on the fly. I was like, remember dicks is... in the air? I would have to hear it, <laughs> <laughs> bro. Yeah, it was one of those instances. He just you know? came over, fucking hit a couple buttons or whatever, yeah. and then it was like it was this banging ass yeah. song. And me and John were like, and then he was all, put your dicks in the <laughs> <Okay>. air. <laughs> we're like, bro, that's just tight. And then he would always erase it. I was like, nah, don't uh, erase it. So no, nah, it's not good. It our... It's not good. It's we... not good. It's and then we would put it on our iPods, where I still, I literally still have it. Like if I fire it up, I could show you. The playlist, like okay, so talking about iPods and playlists. So, you know, back then I was hitting the gym pretty hard, and I had my little workout, you know, uh, metal uh, playlist to get me, you know, motivated in the gym. Oh no! And I'd be like vibing hard on the song, going, you know, pushing up some weight, getting ready, and then the song would change, and then I hear beep boop 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 boop. That's like like pretty much how it sounded. And I'd look and mark backwards. That was the name of the song. Mark backwards. That's how he actually gave up a cram. Yeah, yeah. And then somebody started calling me that. And then it stuck, you know. Um, but yeah, I'd just be like, I'd be so mad in the gym because it would just like totally take me out of my mindset. Oh, I God, apologize yeah. for fucking your pump up. Oh, that's cool. I mean, <laughs> it's not like I'm anything worth looking at I knew now. What I, you know? I knew what but, I was doing though. I was like, let him hear it again. It might like it. I, I was had, just dropping on people's playlists. Yeah, because I had like a lot of songs in there. So it was hidden. I wouldn't be, it, was, it wasn't like a list of like four or five songs I or ten songs. I would sneak it in there. There was probably like a good 40, 50 songs. So if you were to drop one in there, I'm not going to notice, <laughs> you know, and, and there it was. I wish I still had my iPod if it didn't get stolen out of my car. That would have been great because there was a lot of your stuff on there still. <sighs> that way it could be like I a, probably still have it though. Oh, good. That was like, you know, before and after. Oh, yeah, bro. Trust me. Like Comparing not... yourself who you are today or who you were yesterday. You know I, can't, I can't listen to them though. They're very, very bad. Some of them were like, ah, that was all right, but it wasn't. <laughs> you know, I, I'll go back on what's his name shit and listen to his old stuff and I'm like bro this was still good like back then mm. like I'm telling you like by no stretch of the imagination like I'm not blowing this out of proportion the dude had a gift has a gift yeah. he's very very talented when it comes to music and another thing that kind of blew my mind it was like what are the odds that I was born with this passion and want to produce like this produce music beats in specific and then I, I grow up down the street in the same group of friends as somebody who was doing the exact same thing, but he was on a level unrecognizable to me. It was like I had a mentor the whole time. Yeah, you know, and he was really cool about it too. And like he would help out as much as he could, you know. Was... Um, he had so much patience with me. Like a lot, bro. And I'll always say this, like no matter what happens, um, whether we have our hardships, our ups and downs, I owe a lot 
of what I learned to him. I granted, I, I put in a lot of no, my you own don't take research. That from yourself. Yeah, but I mean, but you know. he did show me the ropes, and he you don't you never forget those people, like the people that helped you when it'd be hard for a lot of other people to fucking sit down and have the patience to help you with something as difficult as music. You know what I mean? It's like working out. I'm. So I had my little fair share of me dabbling with making them, you know, beats too. And I'll tell you what, working out's a lot easier than than making music, man. But but like to put it into context, like for a reference point, like you get a trainer who's been fit his whole life, mm-hmm. and to try and teach somebody who's completely out of shape and obese how to get to your level, the the thought of that they can't wrap their mind around it. Yeah, you know, and again, it's probably like uh, looking. F- you can't really, like, if you're getting to the gym for the first time and you're trying to be the, you know, yoked and just this big dude, you don't see yourself in that light yet. Yeah. It's hard for you to see that. Even though you're in the gym putting the work, it's still hard to see you becoming that image that you have in your mind. So the same would be for music, you know, like, here you are starting off and then you have, you know, like, someone like him that's, you know, been a mentor to you and helping you out. And you're like, I can't see myself you know, being at that level. For me, know? it was the opposite. I always saw myself there. I just, I didn't like the results I was getting, but I always had the vision. I always had the vision, bro. I was like, I'm gonna fucking do this. Like, there was nothing that could have stopped me, bro. And well, I mean, I mean, I know uh, I'm not I, a world famous producer, bro, no, but, but I have you've... some credits and I know my shit bangs. Well, <clears throat> I'll tell you for sure that, uh, so some of the latest stuff that you sent me, you know, it's been a while since you sent me some of your yeah. new stuff, but the stuff that you did send me was about a year ago now, maybe a little mm. bit longer. No? Almost a year ago. I showed that to people like, dude, you know this guy. I'm like, yeah. dude, I grew up with him. Like, I remember him first started to make music and it was trash. And look at the stuff he's producing. And uh, I actually memorized all your lyrics on one of your songs. I think it was Shotgun Shawty. Yeah, I think that was your that, favorite one. That, that was the, that's a banging track. If you haven't heard it, go check it out. It's on iTunes, right? And bro, like, that was the quickest song I ever made. I'll tell you that. It was on iTunes, right? Yeah, it's on iTunes. called Shotgun, Shotgun Shawty. Check it out on iTunes. Um, it's, it's, it's worth it. And, but, yeah, it was, that for whatever reason, it was the quickest song I ever made. Like, I literally remember making the beat that day. But to record it, I had never recorded that fast before. I laid down the hook. I did the first verse. Didn't write anything down. And then literally my girl texts me and she only lives like five minutes. So probably like 10 minutes for her to get here. She was just getting out of work. She was about to come home. By the time she texted me that she was out, by the time she got here, I was done with the whole fucking verse and the song was done, bro. I was yeah, like, you know, it's it, it, one of my favorite songs, hands down. And, and Eulogy is a good one too. Um, that's fucking so old, bro. Yeah, but I, I like the lyrics though. Yeah, I, I could probably remake it. But anyway, like when I would make songs like that, I was I was doing them with like gaps of like six months to like a year sometimes. Like I would cut songs like I would do like two, three at a time maybe, but then I wouldn't make another song for like six to eight months. Mm-hmm. And so like I was I never really worked to my full potential. And that's where the depression came in. It was just crippling me to the point where I couldn't be creative. And when I would sit down and try and create, it was just lights out, you know. And when I would get my manic phases and I would Ideas would start pouring in. That's when I would start creating shit. And that's kind of how I created everything, really. But um, I hate going off topic. I'm trying to get through these rules here. <laughs> uh, it's all right, man. That's this is what this shit's about, though, good man. Good conversation. Like, it yeah. leads. You know, a lot of different avenues arise out of it. So And we're almost right. at an hour. So I'm going to try, try and get through these. All right. Let's go. Um, okay. So rule number six. And sorry if I'm not letting you talk. No, no, you're good. You're, I think I've done. I think I'm doing a lot of talking. Honestly, now you know you. Hey, you're doing fucking good, bro. Um, you'll forget that that shit's even there. 
Um, rule number six, set your house in perfect order before you criticize the world. So everything in your environment is how I'm interpreting it. Yeah, so if you're... Correct that first before you start criticizing exactly. the, the fucking mess you know, outside. Like, yeah, because if you can't get your own stuff together, who are you to go out there and judge, you know, the world in a bigger It's like picture, a drug addict telling you, know? you, hey, man, you need to fucking stop doing what you're doing, but I then he takes a hit. You know? Exactly. I believe in that chapter he talks about making your bed. You know, clean your room or clean your room is his, his thing. Go clean your room, you know. Get it all in order. And so, and then, you you know, you can go out and be the person the world needs you to be, you know. And that's kind of what his big thing is, is kind of like, take care of yourself. And then maybe if you get good at that, you can take care of your family a little bit better. You get good at taking your good, good, good at taking care of your family. You can take care of your community. And it branches out, you know, and that's kind of his thing is like, you have the power in some ways to influence a lot of people and influence the world around you. It's a ripple you know? effect. And it, that's his point. You um, know? Have you ever seen Limitless with uh, Bradley Cooper? Yes, I have. Great. Okay, you Good remember? Movie. You remember? Okay, so what resonated with me uh, particularly from that, from that movie was the scene where he just pops the pill and he walks into the room, into his own room, and the drug starts kicking in. And then he looks at his environment, his space, and he was like, wow. These words I'll never forget. And this is why I do make my bed fucking every day. And I'm not even kidding. Um, he's like, oh, this is what depression looks like. And it was dishes everywhere, dirty clothes everywhere. His bed wasn't made. It was dark and gloomy. And anytime that I see my environment like that now, it reminds me like, yo, you need to get up and do something about this. It doesn't happen every time, granted. But those words are always ringing in the back of my head. You know, like, look. This is rule number six right here. And this is exactly why. And I think that's what he means. Yeah, you know? I, I couldn't agree more. Yeah, so. Yeah. Did we skip five? No, we didn't. Rule number five was do not let… Okay, yeah, I skipped five. So let's go back. <laughs> <laughs> Good shit, bro. Uh, um, rule number five. Do not let your children do anything that makes you dislike them. Uh, that's so… I feel like that's a little bit out of your control, though. Uh… What he's talking about is that as parents, well, okay, so in that particular chapter, he talks about um, you only really have developmental control of your child until they're like four. Once they're about four years old, they start to get influenced by other people and you know, other children and adults that are going to surround them. So he says it's your job to make sure that you keep them in line. He's like, you don't want your kid to go places and people put a smile on just because they're trying to be polite and genuinely do not like your child. And he's like, because then they miss out on opportunities because of it. You know, uh, if your kid is a tyrant, you know, they're not going to want to take the kid under their wing and show them and help them learn and develop. And so he's like, if you put them in line early enough, then people will want to be around your kid. And the smiles that they show your kid will be actually genuine. And your kid will benefit from that in the long run because people want to be around them. They'll be social, you know. And so he's like, but if you have a kid that's terrible, then for one, people don't want to be around him, but then you'll hold resentment towards your child, you know, because he gives an example in one of his podcasts, I believe, where he's talking like, you get the grocery store and your kid starts acting out. And you're like, you're going to get it when you get home. That's exactly what I was thinking. And then you hold on to that grudge because they embarrassed you at the, at the grocery store, you know. And then so you get home. And your kid goes and does something coloring. And it's a child, so it's probably not going to be the greatest thing. But they're like, hey, dad, look what I made for you. And you're going to still hold on to that resentment that you had at the grocery store. And get out of my face. Go to your room. I'm so mad at you. 
And he goes, and that has detrimental effect on your child. Well, I feel like that's more of like, hey, bro, you're an adult. You should know better. But at, at the same time... But we're human. People doesn't... Sometimes those people weren't even taught those types of things. Like, to think... Like, don't... You're the, you're the one in charge. You're the one steering the ship here. So it's it's up to you to recognize that he's a child. He fucked up, and it's your job to to discipline him. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. not hold a grudge when he... You got to understand this kid. He's 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 still developing. You know, he doesn't have any intellect. He's probably not even self-aware yet. Uh, and kids are always pushing the boundary because they're exploring the world around them. They got to yeah. know how far they can push something before it breaks or before they can. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna make it bend until it breaks. And so, when they reach that point, which would be like at a grocery store, and they embarrass you, like yes, discipline them, but then try to, you know, let it go. So mm-hmm. that way, when the kid does something cool, you're not gonna be still hot headed about it. But that comes with letting your kids do things that you don't like, then they're going to always act that way. And you're going to have that resentment toward them. So basically know? just discipline them. And don't yeah, be afraid yeah. to discipline them. But there's a fine line. Well, he's you... not... So, oh, and he, he, in the chapter, he clearly delineates between discipline and, and, you know, abuse. You know, but he paints a really good picture. And I think it's good because when you think about it, yeah, once they're about four years old, they go to school, you know, and they have other kids that are around them, other adults. And so you're ability to have complete control over their development, you know, mentally escapes you. Because mm-hmm. now there's um, many different faucets point into that sink. And that's where, that's where some of these roles prior to that role comes into play, come into play. So you want to lead by example for your children. And for the most part, like I said, monkey see, mm-hmm. monkey do. So if you're fucking up and you're yelling at your kids, they're probably most likely going to display the same behavior when they get older without even knowing it. And I do the same thing myself. Sometimes I'll talk to my fiance like how my dad used to talk to me. And I I have to recognize that sometimes in order to fix it. And it was, it's not intentional. It's just something that you don't even realize is happening. And it's just something that was instilled in you because monkey see, monkey do. You know what I mean? Without you even realizing it. And very very impressionable minds when you're young. You yeah, know, we're so. we're like a sponge. So that's why you know he's talking about don't let them do things that makes you dislike them. You know? Yeah. So that okay. Way- I, I would probably word it a little bit different, but everyone has their own interpretation. There's probably a lot deeper. There's probably a reason why he he said it like that. I mean, granted, yeah, I think he's trying to point a very uh, vivid picture. Yeah. You know, but. I hope I'm doing. I I feel like I'm doing his book a disservice by trying to explain his rules because he this guy is a very intellectual individual. Well, luckily for you, we have. If you want it, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> he walks in. <laughs> but uh, if you guys get the chance, I highly recommend it. You will. You won't be upset that you bought. You know, you spent the so, yeah. twenty bucks or because I pay, I got the hardcover, so it's like twenty bucks. But if you get the softcover, it's like nine dollars or some of that. So it's not a very expensive book. So. So that was rule number six. We went… Number five. Sorry. Now we're on rule number seven. Yes. So pursue what is meaningful, not what is uh, expedient. 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 What does that word even mean? Like now. Okay. You know. So pursue… And that's in parentheses. So pursue what is meaningful, not what is expedient. Yeah. I mean, so it's basically short-term pleasures versus long-term. You know? And… That's the mindset I'm in right now with dieting. You know, mm-hmm. am I going to let this short-term pleasure fuck up my mm-hmm. long-term results? 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, you could, what's great about this, you can apply a lot of these things into multiple different avenues of life. Uh, in this particular, you're talking about the meaning of life and uh, trying to orient yourself in that, you know. And so, yeah, you know, that's, that's kind of his thing, man. And I'm noticing that these are very generalized, but it's a lot of the times the most important advice that you ever receive in your life is often simplistic. Well, see, what's funny is these rules, well, I mean, they're the chapters. So each yeah, rule yeah, has yeah. a whole chapter dedicated to each particular rule. So he elaborates immensely. Yeah, so he's that, taking so. generalized, uh, you know, ideologies and theories and mm -hmm. stuff, but he's breaking them down to the core. Uh, at, on the surface, they're simple when you say it, but when you break it down they hold a lot of weight is what I'm getting from Yeah, it. 100%. Yeah. You know, so it's it's easy to retain these couple rules. Yeah, yeah, And then, yeah. of course, when you dive into the book, you see, like, this guy's explaining stuff. And a lot of the times, it's stuff that you've actually thought of yourself just couldn't really formulate the way of saying it. You couldn't articulate it that, you know? Exactly, yeah, yeah. And so it's not like he's preaching new, you know, ideas. It's stuff that we've all heard. That's why I said it's, like, generalized. Yeah, yeah but. You know? He's putting it in a way that makes sense to everybody. That's what makes the difference between a good teacher and a bad teacher. Oh, 100%. To go off on a little bit of a tangent. One of the, uh, I was living in Arizona. I was probably at the time. I lived there from like age 20 to 22. So more or less. 21, yeah. And so I met this guy. Uh, he worked at... Um, he, I met him through a guy that worked at Best Buy where I worked. He was a teacher, math teacher. And we're at his house when I having a couple beers in his backyard. And we're talking about math. And I was like, dude, like, math was one that really escaped me. Like, I, it was very hard for me to. Really? Yeah, dude. Like, um, I thought it would just click for you. No, man. It, I struggled with math. It was not something that came natural to me, you know? We have a friend that's not like that, Andrew. Oh, like, yeah. He's just a brainiac. And when it comes to math, yeah, he's a smart individual all around. But when it comes to math, that's you know, one of the things I know him best for. And uh, any whom, so he was talking about a teacher. And, dude, I remember in his backyard while drinking, he sh taught me some stuff. And, I mean, the light bulb just went off. And I was like, dude, like, I wish I had teachers like he. He goes, well, anybody could read from a book and just tell you, do X, Y, and Z. And that's why X is Z, blah, 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 blah. A good teacher will find a way to reach out to the students whose light bulb isn't turning on. And that's why teachers don't get paid enough. And so, going forward in life… I when going through my police academy, you know, I was helping others that were struggling with the curriculum. Granted, I like the, I like what I do, so it was easy for me to retain the information. So I hosted the study groups, and most of the people were telling me, like, dude, you should be a teacher. Never been anything I wanted to do, but it was just kind of like I took his thing. Okay, if I can just say what they said, and to these people again, it's not going to help them retain the information. So what I was doing. I'd go around, hey, did you get that? Did you get that? One person, no. So then I would try to find 19 different ways to explain it to them. The light bulb would click on, and then we'd, we'd, we'd move on, you know? And so I remember at the end of the academy, they told me, um, hey, I, I thank you because I don't think I would have made it if it wasn't for you helping me. And I think that goes, you know, you don't have to be a teacher per se, but if you're trying to help somebody and instruct them and you see that they're struggling – you know, try to find a way to make it make it work, and that's I think that was makes separates teachers from great teachers. And you don't have a whole lot of great teachers because most of them are underpaid and they don't care anymore. That's and what I'm saying, bro. Like, even though there are those few teachers that it's just their passion to teach kids and do what you did, 
take the time to find those 19 other ways to explain it to them so that one of them clicks and turns that light bulb on. Sometimes it's not every single teacher has the mental fortitude to put forth the effort that it really takes because it's by no stretch of the imagination an easy task to mold children, you know, especially you throw in mental illness or ADHD and stuff like this. This is It's already going to fuck up their attention span. Um, we need to incentivize teachers to put, you know, and, and accommodate them more for their circumstances so that we can get more teachers like that. I, I agree. Um, I think teachers are severely underpaid considering that they are in a lot of ways shaping future generations. Bro, but that's to, our future. But to be fair... For them to go individually, it's, there's not enough time in the day. That's what I'm saying. You we know? need to incentivize it and find another way. It's like so, fixing traffic. How are you going to do that? You know, it's so, one of those problems yeah. that we don't we haven't figured out as a yet. So, but I but think yeah, it's something I, I, we I, need to work on. Yeah, definitely a lot of money is Elon. People get on it. <laughs> if he touches it, I'm sure it'll work, bro. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, Elon. Like we need to, we need to clone this guy. Yeah, yeah, definitely. The, um. Yeah, you've always had a gift for that. Um, that's why I said you're. He's this guy's one of the smartest people that I've ever met. Um, and I only know a handful of them. And sometimes, and I'm I'm speaking off of um, self experience right here, personal experience. Sometimes the things that you're passionate about aren't what you were meant to do. I'm sure, I get and I, I kind of started figuring that out for myself because my passion has always been music. And for whatever reason, I just feel like something in the universe was, and I'm not religious, but I felt like something was just pushing me the other way. And I didn't really see it at the time. And I, and I, I just now started to recognize it, but maybe this is what gift I've been given, you know, and my surroundings and stuff. I was blessed enough to have a surrounding where I'm, allow, I'm allowed to do this type of thing with individuals like you. So maybe it's maybe it was just over my head, but well, I feel like know, this is something that I, I never saw coming. Well, yeah, and I think a big factor of that too is your ability to to talk and articulate your thoughts. Yeah, you know, because uh, you do it multiple times, you'll you'll say something and then you'll you know uh, elaborate on it more, you know, to make it easier to to digest for your people that are listening. You're listening, so do you. you know, so. Yeah, I think it's, you know, everything's about timing. Yeah. You know, if you can trace that back to the universe, you know, it, stars being, has a, have a certain amount of time to live and die, create the components to create new planets, blah, blah, blah. So oh everything everything's about, well, I'm saying it's all about timing. No, but we've had so many conversations with and that. I, I remember we, you understood this concept way before I did. Like, uh, the discussion of, like, how everything is a miracle. I was like, bro, it's just, like… How how could it not happen? You're like, no, the fact that everything lined up this, this, and that way is a fucking miracle within mm. itself. You know, because yeah, I mean, if it was one degree off, we'd fucking freeze. If it was one degree this way, we'd fucking, yeah. you know, overheat. You and know, you understand that w way before I do. I would say, under, <laughs> so I understand well, you had a better the, concept the, the, the concept of it, but uh, I remember I was like, what, 12 years old? Six, I don't know, somewhere in that, that age group, maybe plus or minus a couple years. It was a PBS special. On Nova, shout out PBS. It, it honestly was Neil Nova. Neil deGrasse Tyson. It was honestly Nova. And uh, it was actually uh, Brian Green. He's a quantum mechanics physicist or something like that. I, I forgot Astrophysicist? Exactly no, he does something more with uh, quantum, he does mechanics. Quant quantum mechanics. Yeah. But I remember this guy talking about the quantum world and the, abnorm the abnormal uh, properties of this kind of stuff. It was so fascinating to me. But I thought it was... 
awesome was I was listening to Joe Rogan's podcast. And I saw, wait, is this the Brian Green? And sure enough. Oh, he was on there? He, twice. He actually had his new one. That, but I don't have Spotify. So I haven't listened Bro, to the just new get one. it. It's free. It's so easy. <laughs> I don't know why people are making such a stink about it. Like, it's free. Like, just download the app and just go type in Joe Rogan. I, honestly, I have the app. I've had the app. I just forget that I have it because I, I have in. the YouTube. The one that you paid. Premium? YouTube Red. Premium. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. I so I get, like, about. no commercials, nothing like that. So that's where I get all my music from. So I rarely go to anything else for that. Uh-huh. So, uh, anywho. Yeah, so he was on Joe Rogan's podcast, and I thought that was so awesome because I did. I remember watching this guy when I was like, like I said, plus or minus a couple years at twelve, you know, maybe ten, maybe eleven, whatever. But it's great, you know. And so I was able to understand the, the concept of it, which is why I'm so drawn toward astrophysics and quantum mechanics. But to under again, I told you I wasn't good at math, so uh, the complex mathematics behind it escape me, and I'll never be those people. But it'd be cool just to go see it and learn from these guys, you know. Yeah, and especially then, when they break it down into layman's terms for us to understand. Yeah, know? so we can grasp it. You know, a little bit. And I know I have a hard time grasping a lot of things, especially that. But that was kind of the one thing where we clicked as well. Because I remember on numerous occasions, we'd be at your cousin's house. Uh, where you were, rather, where you were staying, your house. And uh, we'd throw on these documentaries, bro. And we'd just be so fucking, in, like, just sucked in by, like, some PBS Nova documentary. Yeah. Actually, I think I showed you that one, honestly. The the Nova uh, documentary with Brian Greene. Uh-huh. But, uh, yeah, dude, it's… It's just… It's, just, it's, it's intriguing because of how infinitesimally small we are in the grand scheme of yeah, the yeah, big yeah. picture. You know? it, it does so, blow your mind. And so, and again, it, to me, it comes back for, you can bring that back to mental health, just like, or just life in general. We don't have, we have a very finite amount of time. That's why I'm not religious, man. Uh, honestly, I've found myself gravitating toward religion. Hey, whatever makes you a well, better well, person. Maybe not religion per se, but toward… Spirituality? Yes. You know, and I actually got that from Jordan Peterson. That's why I got this this Buddha tattooed right here. was because of spirituality in general. It was like… Like I said, I don't know what it is, but I feel like sometimes the universe does do things that we can't explain. And I don't know if it's God or this or that, but sometimes I feel like there's a higher power. But that's a discussion within itself, and like for a whole other podcast. Yeah, no, no. But again, just because this guy… Okay, so… We may not be able to make it through all the rules. Yeah, I don't only, think so because we're at an hour and five minutes now. I, I think we can go another 10 minutes. So I've only read like half the book, but this guy's been super influential to me. Um, and we could do a part two to this and we can continue and elaborate on it more. Uh, um, yeah. Being it's your, that it's your first podcast, I know you've probably got a lot to say. And I know <laughs> yeah. I do because I haven't done this with somebody mm-hmm. else other than the fucking you right there the the camera <laughs> in a long time you know also, who, who, that's why i started vlogging dude i got it got that bad you know but i enjoy vlogging um uh, yeah i see them they're pretty good uh your editing is really good too yeah and i'm only using iMovie guys so i'm very limited <laughs> <laughs> well it looks pretty good and that you use like adobe premiere or something Pre- like that, appreciate but, it bro but uh yeah again this guy's very influential um i've had people close to me note that i've had a really significant change in my personality um the way that i articulate my thoughts uh the way i just kind of navigate through life has been and it's noted by people close to me that i've they've seen the change within me that i wasn't even where that was taking place i feel like the lion was tamed a little bit uh actually i would say the lion was let out of his cage like i'm open to more now you know um well i I mean i mean the like the destructive part maybe yeah i guess in a lot of ways you can see that um trying to be a better person Okay, just you know, in general. Just in general. Like, not for anybody in particular, just a better person, you know, for me. Bro, I had a post like that on Facebook years ago that because it had to do with kind of that. It was like, just, I'm not going to like quote the whole thing, but like, the idea was like, 
just be good to be good. Not because you think you're going to be receiving some type of gift yeah. at the end of whatever it is. Just do it because it's the right thing to do. You know, regardless of your ideology, like whether you're religious or not, you know, just be a good person. Uh, I think there's one rule in here that you mentioned. I think we talked about it early. No, we, I think you mentioned actually one of your vlogs. Uh-huh. But let me see. Where is it at? Rule number eight, and I think you like this one. Tell the truth or at least don't lie. I was going to say, can I at least say this one? <laughs> yeah. Can I at least say this one? Um, that one's, I haven't got that into that chapter yet, but I've heard him elaborate on numerous podcasts, and that's a big one. I think in order to, to accomplish that, rule number eight, tell the truth. Or at least you don't have, lie. Yeah. You have to be real with yourself first, you know, because it will get distorted and lost through trans- translation if you're lying to yourself. And the beautiful part of it is when he goes on his uh, his interviews, they'll ask, hey, which one of the rules is the most difficult for you to adhere to? And that's the one he And picks. I guarantee it's rule number eight yeah, for a lot of says. people. He says it's rule number eight. And so people are like, I've, I've read that rule to several different people, and they're like, well, what do you mean, you know, tell the truth or at least don't lie? Don't overthink it, bro. Just be real, <laughs> you know? And, no, but it's just it's like, it, it kind of sounds like the, the, like the same thing. Well, that's what I would tell people is like, don't overthink it. It's, it's right there. Mm-hmm. The, the writing's on the wall. And tell the truth. He's like, well, because he's like, okay, so there's, let's say I tell you something that turns out not to be true. But at the moment that I told you, I believed that it was true. It was your truth. Then, you know, it might be perceived as a lie. But he's saying, don't go out of your way to be deceitful. Exactly. And so if you have the ability to be truthful, then be truthful. That's that's, that's huge. mm -hmm. That's huge. Because, yeah, um, a lot of people will go out of their way to be deceitful and uh, blow smoke up your ass. And I feel like you and me as well, but um, I feel like I have a really good uh, radar for bullshit. Like, I can just smell it. And I think it is like a pheromone that people just give off when somebody's <laughs> lying. Maybe. Yeah. I feel like it's just… I don't know, bro. I, I That's why I've always had a hard time trusting a lot of people. Just because I just feel like there's something about this person or this individual where it just kind of rubs me the wrong way. And that's when I start to get socially social anxiety, you know, around certain people. And I think that's a lot of the reason, other than maybe a mental illness, what social anxiety might be, and this is just a theory, is you're feeding off so many, especially in large, crowded, largely crowded areas, you're feeding off so many people's vibes and shit. And if it is a pheromone, you can, if you're sensitive or susceptible to that type of shit, then maybe it just impacts you a lot harder than it would a normal person, you know? Yeah. 100%. Um. We're going to wrap it up. I really don't want to. Uh, <laughs> Low-key, I don't either. <laughs> well, here's the thing. We could shoot too. Okay. You know, well, we'll so, but we can wrap it up on this one just because I'm running out of space on my memory card. Okay. But actually, no, I don't know. I haven't pushed it to as a limit yet, but I don't want to find out, you know. Yeah, and then like we last 20 minutes weren't recorded. Exactly. <laughs> well, for so sure. for now though, we're going to conclude this episode and I don't have a weekly challenge just because it's been a long time. I'll get into that probably on the next one. Um, and if you don't know, we do, I do a weekly challenge segment at the end of the podcast and I usually do it around 50 minutes um but for this week I just kind of wanted to focus on Jonathan's John I never called you that John's <laughs> fucking idiot I'm trying to be professional shit <laughs> uh, you know, the only person that calls me Jonathan is my girlfriend so. yeah I don't I'm sorry they, yeah that's no one okay. calls me Marcus they call actually me Mar- you know what she calls me Tobar more than she calls me Jonathan that's weird I, I mean that's what I get at work every day but yeah, yeah. So let's, hey Tobar I'm like 
The homies call you that sometimes. Some of like the outside homies. Yeah, but when she does, it's weird. And then when she calls me Jonathan, I'm like, am I in trouble? It kind of feels like yeah, when you yeah, say my yeah, first yeah. name, it's like you middle naming me. Like if my girl ever called my fiance ever called me by my first name, I think I would throw up. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I just kind of wanted to focus on John's introduction and uh, that you guys get to know him a little bit. Granted, I'm sorry if I talked a lot. Um, no, no, you did fine, bro. Um, but this concludes the first podcast uh, with my new podcast partner. Um, if you want, if there's anything you want to add, man, go ahead and let it out. If not, um, I hope you guys enjoy this episode and tune in next Monday for. You know, the to be continued. And hopefully this is a regular thing. So. Uh, only I got to say is I hope you guys enjoyed. It was fun being here. It was the time, you know, escaped me really, really fast. I thought I was going to said it feels like it's only been 20 minutes. And you said it's been over an hour five. So. An hour uh, 15 now. I, I really appreciate you letting me be here. Taking the opportunity. And hopefully we can come out with some more content. Oh, we will, bro. And I appreciate you hitting me up because, like I said, there wouldn't, there's not anybody else that I'd rather do this with. So. At Loki, I thought you were just like, oh, he's the first one to hit me up. I'll take him. <laughs> so. Nah, dude. I wanted to, I, I do things the right way, and it's all about vibes here, and we definitely have that. So, um, without further ado, uh, my name is Marcus Marks. John, Jonathan, or Tovar. <laughs> you and call me John. This is the PO3 podcast, but we'll catch you guys on the next one. You'll have a good one.